Welcome to the Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast, brought to you by NAR Commercial, the National Association of Realtors. In this program, a conversation with NAR Signature Series speaker, Bob McComb. He's the owner of Top Dogs Commercial Real Estate Training, and he'll give us some tips on how to best prepare your commercial real estate agents to be successful in today's commercial real estate marketplace. I'm your podcast host, Steve Lubetkin. Bob McComb started his brokerage career in commercial property brokerage in the San Francisco market in 1983. In 1991, he became founder of a well-respected commercial real estate company in San Francisco. As a top broker, he's negotiated hundreds of transactions, and as an owner of a real estate company, he's reviewed hundreds more. Bob's been a regularly featured columnist and is the co-creator of commercial real estate agent training programs known as Top Dogs, How to Run with the Big Dogs in Commercial Real Estate, How to Fast Track Your Commercial Real Estate Expertise, and How to Create Top Dogs, an audio series for managers. He's the author of Navigating Commercial Property Leases, A Tenant's Guide to Commercial Property Leases, and The Field Guide to Commercial Property Investing. He teaches a number of courses in the NAR Signature Series, and he spoke to us over Skype from his office in the San Francisco Bay Area. Bob, thanks for joining us on the Commercial Intelligence Briefing Podcast. My pleasure to be here, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. Bob, your program for the NAR Commercial Signature Series is called What Newer Commercial Real Estate Agents Need to Know and Do to Succeed Quickly. So why is it that we often hear it takes years to be really successful in commercial real estate? If I had to use a catchphrase, I would say it's because people don't recognize the need to learn before they earn. And I think there's a couple of things that people need to be aware of. And that is that our commercial clients, probably not the little mom and pop commercial clients so much, but the mainstream commercial clients know the business extremely well. I believe that the map is not the territory. And I think one of the things that's changed significantly since I came into the business is with the Internet, we have so much information available at our fingertips that it's easy to confuse the map and the territory. And often I think a lot of people think, well, if I shoot this person an email or text or I respond by telephone, instead of going out and really meeting people, then uh, I I do believe that it it, it hurts their career. We want to spend time meeting people, engaging people. Now, having said that, I was a very early adopter of technology. My first computer operated on a system called CPM, and my commercial real estate company had the first commercial property website in America. So I'm not a technophobe. But I understand the importance of using technology to lead us to handshakes. And if we don't get to the handshakes, the technology can be more of a distraction than a help. So as long as we put the picture in the correct context of technology leads to handshakes, handshakes lead to business, I think we're going to be in better shape. Bob, you talked about the importance of getting out into the field and meeting with people and looking at properties. You've also talked about the technology. Which of these things do you think newer agents should be focusing on first? Should they be fixing the technology, or what should they expect to do with it? Technology, in addition to uh, being able to lead us to those handshakes, also can help us facilitate our day. In other words, running our day off a solid platform, great CRM or database for running our business is very, very important to us. 
Technology is also important for us, generating high-quality marketing packages. It's very important for us for facilitating transactions and moving our business forward. So I believe strongly in the use of it. But again, one of the things that I would say is that it can lead us to spending more time doing what we would call indirectly productive tasks, meaning we're not specifically working on a transaction or on behalf of a client on a transaction for which we're going to get paid. And and we have to be very careful about that. We have to make sure that we have a stronger balance on becoming more like that doctor who goes from client to client to client delivering services. Additionally, for that newer agent, getting into the field and really learning the market is paramount as well because when you start meeting clients the clients test us they will say well did you hear about this and do you know about that and i heard this happened over here and what do you know about this and these are very subtle tests that maybe even the client doesn't think of so much as a test but we need to think of as a test and if we fail that test they're simply not going to work with us and so we've got to learn them got to learn the market we've got to know who owns each of the properties in the area we're going to dominate or be responsible for. We're going to need to know who occupies all those properties. And we've got to spend some time meeting people and then using the technology in the proper context. Now, Bob, newer agents are newer professionals in commercial real estate, typically don't have the ability to compete on showing people their credentials. It's going to take them a few years to earn the credentials, to earn the certifications that they might want to have. In the absence of those credentials, what should they be doing? I think that as an industry, we suggest to agents that competing on credentials is a good way to compete. But if you actually think about it a little bit, in many ways, it is not a very good way to compete in that it can invite the competition in, meaning that if I say to you, Steve, let me come over and do a presentation on why I'm God's gift to brokerage. If you agree to that, You'll probably want to see if there's somebody as good or better than me based on that competing on credentials. And so that's not a particularly great way to, uh, I think, to, to compete. What I believe is better is if we really think in terms of client first. The client needs a sense of certainty that if they work with us, they're going to get what they want. The best way for any agent, new, seasoned, or veteran agent to compete is to demonstrate to people we have the expertise. If I tell you I have expertise, that's not the same as me demonstrating it. So the way I would demonstrate expertise would be to ask all the right questions and to know the language of the business and to know how the answers to those questions impact the transactions and be able to do a comprehensive needs analysis. If I can do a comprehensive needs analysis, I can instill the feeling in you that I understand what it is that you want to accomplish. Then if I can accurately describe my role in helping you achieve that goal, your real estate goal, and I can put that on a reasonable timeline for you, I think it's easier for you, the client, to say, here's somebody who understands what I need. They have a process for me to achieve my real estate goal. I understand what the timeline is. I think I could work with this person. And I think by demonstrating this kind of expertise and saying, I'm going to prescribe a course of action, I would like you to subscribe to working with me on an exclusive basis and allow me to provide those services. I think that's a better way for us to compete no matter what level we are. When newer agents are getting started, Bob, what are some of the 
most common mistakes you see them making that they should be trying to avoid? Well, the most common one is wearing a mask for the client. The fake it till you make it. I honestly believe that that is never going to work with the client. The clients are going to see behind the mask. And again, they're going to say, oh, this person might be a nice person, but they're really too green. I'm not going to get what I want from working with them. But there are some other mistakes that I think they make uh, in coming into the business. One is, is that, sadly, as an industry on the commercial side, many times the employing brokerage company or broker alludes to the fact that it's a numbers game. You're going to eat what you kill, and you're just going to have to make a lot of phone calls, and then you're going to get lucky. You're going to find something, and then we're going to help you. And you can come into the business and not learn before you earn, and it'll be all right. It's not going to be all right. On the brokerage side, I think they need to stop doing that. On the agent side, they need to stop believing that. How could that possibly work? What ends up happening for a lot of new agents coming into the business, they become what I refer to as a bone catcher. In other words, the brokerage company says, we'll toss you a few bones, we'll get you through a few deals and learn how to deliver some services. And while certainly the agents need to learn how to deliver those services, being a bone catcher is a fundamental mistake especially if the company is growing because they're going to hire some more agents and you'll become a starving bone catcher as the bones you were getting before go to the next newer agent, being tossed those small deals and to get started. I also don't think it's helpful to be a junior team member because you end up staying a junior team member for a long time. There's no real incentive for the senior team members to really bring you along. It's what we call OJT, right, on-the-job training. There's a lot of on-the-job, but not a lot of training. It's not a good substitute for training. And likewise, being a runner or protege is not a good substitute for training or education either. I believe that what I said earlier, if we get up the steep part of the learning curve quickly, and really learn the language of the business and the right questions to ask, how the answers to those questions impact the transactions, learn our rules, learn the industry, learn the market, build a resource team of people that can help our clients. Then, even if we are on a team, we're going to contribute more to that team, and we're going to develop ourselves more. Or if we have a mentor, that's great, and we can be a protege to a mentor. The mentor's role will then be to help us solve unusual problems. As a newer agent, we must learn all of the steps in the process from lead generation to lead conversion to services delivery and be able to stand on our own two feet if we want to be successful because no top producer lives on the crumbs of another's table. When a brokerage company hires an agent who's completely new to the field, aside from the tools of the trade that they provide them with, what should they be doing to ensure success, particularly in terms of training them? Getting them up the steep part of the learning curve. Some of the things I already mentioned, the language of the business, every business has a language, ours has a language. Knowing the right questions to ask, be able to diagnose people's needs, and ensuring that the agents are carrying the company's flag to the market well-equipped to secure clients. Because each time an agent touches a client and fails, it has a negative impact on the company. So what the agent has to do is really spend time in the field, learning the industry, really paying attention to getting up that steep part of the learning curve as quickly as possible. Then we need to start looking at other areas of education and training that maybe are not quite so industry-specific. For example, we would need to learn fundamental sales skills, fundamental telephone skills, Perhaps we would want to take some memory training, 
we certainly want to take some negotiations training. I've spoken across the country, and I want to ask the question, how many people in a room have taken negotiations training, even though we're in a field where we negotiate on behalf of clients, and we often negotiate with clients, it's usually about one in 10 have actually taken some formal negotiation training. So we want to look outside the industry. So personally in my career, if there was anything I could do that would help me be better at what I do, I did it. So I took negotiation training from several different people. I took telephone training from a guy named George Walther. I took memory training. I took anything that I could find, sales, marketing, all of those things. I, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name that I heard speak who said this, but he said that a new agent coming into the field should view the first couple of years of their career in the same way that a postgraduate student sees their business, meaning that it's intensive study and learning and really thinking about how to formulate a plan. The other thing I would say is to ensure success for any agent at any level, we must always spend a little bit of time each week working on improving our business systems and working on our business for ourselves. The vast majority of agents spend the entire work week working in their business for their clients, not on their business to improve their systems from lead generation, lead conversion, and services delivery. All of those things can be systematized and organized in a better way to help us streamline the process to allow us to be more like a doctor who goes from client to client to client delivering services. Bob McComb runs Top Dogs Commercial Real Estate Training from Half Moon Bay, California in the San Francisco Bay Area. You can get more information about his training programs at his website, tdogs.com. And for more information about NAR Commercial, visit the website realtor.org forward slash commercial. We produce these programs in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. For everyone at NAR Commercial and the National Association of Realtors, this is Steve Lubetkin. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.